Good morning. This is the Tanya for Monday, the 9th of Tevet. Life is like a chess game. There are a number of steps to take in order to play properly. Number one, get to know the game pieces and how they work. Number two, position those pieces properly on the board. Number three, set your goal. Number four, learn tricks and strategies to increase your odds of winning. In chapters one through eight of Tanya, we became acquainted with our game pieces, which are the two souls that each one of us possesses. In this chapter, we're going to learn where in the body they are situated and what their roles are. Once we do that, we'll be able to understand what makes a righteous person, what makes a wicked person, and that elusive in-between character, and which one of them we should strive to be. So we got it clear. We have two souls. This knowledge alone is helpful because before it felt like I had a split personality. Now I understand how it could be that one moment I'm at my best and then the next moment I'm falling and I fail to do what's right. It's because there are two conflicting souls inside of me. Of course there's fighting and instability. Do the two souls live together inside of us? Or do they keep separate headquarters? The Torah states the blood is the soul, equating blood with a soul. Which soul is this referring to? The animal soul. The primary residence of the animal soul is in the heart, specifically in the left ventricle, which pumps the blood out to all the organs. Being centered in the heart, it follows that the animal soul is an emotional creature. It is guided and directed by feelings and impulses. The heart pumps the blood to the whole body, distributing oxygen and nutrients to each organ according to its needs. Similarly, the energy of the animal soul spreads from the heart throughout the whole body and activates each limb accordingly. If the heart feels angry, the hands will attack. If the heart feels sad, the eyes will get teary. And when the heart desires something, the brain devises ways to obtain it. The mind does not lead and control the animal soul. Rather, it helps her think and come up with solutions. The mind acts as an advisor, proposing ways for the animal soul to obtain what it desires. Sometimes the animal soul's desires and the resulting plan that the brain devises are wrong. Like, what's the best way to get back at my annoying neighbor? Sometimes its desires are not necessarily problematic but will likely lead to trouble because the brain is just throwing out options in response to an impulse. The brain isn't judging if this is actually a good idea. So for example, what activities can I do because I'm bored? And then sometimes the animal soul's desires can be proper and conducive if they are directed properly, such as how can I earn more money? Where is the abode of the divine soul? It is in the brain, in the head. The divine soul also maintains an quote-unquote embassy in the right ventricle of the heart. The way the divine soul operates is first it understands an idea, then it inspires or excites you about it, and thus it motivates you to grow and change. This is how positive character traits are formed. You learn or you come to realize the proper way to behave. You consciously work on thinking, feeling, and acting in that manner, and then that trait becomes second nature. The same method works for developing feelings or emotions for something. For example, love for God. Your mind contemplates the greatness and the beauty of creation and the love that God has for you. The heart feels inspired, and that leads to feel great love for God. And the same process works for the full array of emotions that exist in the human heart. A human being was created standing upright with the head over the heart. Our bodies exhibit the reality that the divine soul, located in the mind, has control over and can regulate and direct the animal soul, which is situated in the heart. 
Have a wonderful day.